Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Hayden with the Hill Pursuit Podcast. Today, this is episode 75 of the show. We have all three of us back together. Me, Ken, Mitch, all of us are back. Ken recently turned 30. We talk about what that's like for him. If he's feeling any growing pains or if the pains are actually attributable to um, his new Ironman training. So have a listen in, in for that. Actually, before I get any further into what the episode's about, I don't want to breeze over this and, and forget the Penn State, the Happy Valley 70.3 race prep or race recon that I did last weekend. Um, that uh, podcast and YouTube episode will be out very, very soon. So stay tuned for that. I'm hoping that's out in the next couple of days. Um, and, I, and we touch on that later in the show, but I did want to mention that now before anyone um, forgets, just since I've had a couple people ask me about it and um, know that I'm working on it. So it will be done very soon and you'll get that uh, race recon, the bike course, the uh, a little bit of uh, working through the athlete guide, all of that will be out here shortly and you'll be able to reference that in prep for the race. So um, we talk about Mitch working out in a regular gym with regular people, not in uh, his, his garage gym anymore. So um, we have a good conversation about that. Um, like I said, we discussed what's going on with Ken and his Ironman training, which is really, really exciting. Um, he's got a lot of time to prepare, and um, he's already making some great progress. So listen in on that. It's possible we might have some guest speakers on the show in the future. Um, we discussed that a little bit. We haven't really talked about that in the past, but some people have reached out, and um, it's something we're considering. So um, <clears throat> continue to listen and follow along because we might be starting something like that in the very near future. And I think that'd be really exciting for our show and um, how we could potentially expand moving forward. We talk about and answer some really, really good triathlon specific questions about how to simulate a few different things that you might experience in races if you're not in that environment in training. Okay, so things like um, hill climbing on a bike, hill running. What about potentially um, competing in heat or competing in the rain, things like that? How do you simulate open water swimming? How do you how do you do all this if you don't have access to it in training? How do you prepare for it? So that's a great conversation that we kind of close the show um, out with. So we talk a little bit about um, <clears throat> some some running issues, some training issues that we're all having, and kind of how we're dealing with it. But um, that's a, a brief synopsis of, of what's in the show today. Um, if you are following along, please know that you can reach out to us and, and find us um, on our website, hillpursuit.com. You can see any and all coaching, nutrition, any information that you're looking for on that website, hillpursuit.com. Find us on all the socials, at Hill Pursuit, Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff. If you want to reach out to me directly, hillpursuit at gmail.com start a conversation, ask a question, any and everything. And then also remember that Penn State Happy Valley 70.3 episode um, prep, the recon, um, working through the athlete guide, a little bit of everything. And it's a good show for sure. I took a lot of voice notes. You'll see some really raw um, video footage and hear some really raw voice notes that I was taking in real time. That episode is coming out very, very soon. So, um, please continue to follow along because it'll probably only be a couple days from now. But uh, without further ado, this is episode 75 of the podcast. Enjoy the show.
Oh, boy. It's good to be. It's good to be back. I feel like it's we've we've had a, a little bit of a rough patch where we're like every couple weeks and we try to get together too many times. Yeah, if you're listening, this is how this is how we try to get together because I'm the I'm the dad times three. I'll I'll text and I'll say, "Hey, I think I'm good." Probably like nine nine thirty start, and then Kenny and Mitch both say, "Oh yeah, we're good." And then I'll, something will come up with me or my kids, and I'll be like, "Oh, not happening." So I'm glad it uh, it finally happened. It's good to see you guys. Oh yeah, like uh, like always, you're to blame. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you just turned thirty. I know. Dang, bro. Yeah, <laughs> Mitch. Dang. <laughs> no, I'm knocking on the door. I only got a couple months left, so. <laughs> Let me tell you, man, it hits you like a ton of bricks. My knees started hurting. I woke up yeah, and I was ironic ironically, you did have you, you did have some issues. Yeah. But I mean I I hope it's not from actually turning 30. I think it's just a chronic overuse more than anything else. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Well, happy What's birthday. Really? Yeah. yeah. yeah what'd, was, you do, uh, what'd you do for it? Oh, uh, you know, uh what you would typically do when you're 30? Hang out with the family, hang out with some friends, you know. Throw back a couple, chill, and be in by be in bed by like nine thirty. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's my <laughs> wild time. <laughs> yeah, a little different than yeah. what I would be, doing. but you know, we'll leave that for there. Yeah. yeah. What's up with you, Mitch? What's new, man? I feel like we haven't talked in a while either. Hey, man, same old. You know, yeah. work, training. Getting the property ready. That's kind of yeah. Been, how's the property stuff going? It's going good, man. Just uh, they um pretty much pool barn is up now. They pour nice. concrete, pour concrete today. So hopefully, uh, two weeks start moving like the home gym equipment back in there, so I can start training back at home. I've been in a public gym now for the last like couple months, so that's definitely been different. I'm sure that's been wonderful. Yeah, it's actually it. I mean. Going from a home gym to a public gym is definitely um, different, but I'll give it this for for it being a public gym. It's uh, it's pretty good. They have they have some good stuff, and I get there. I try to get there at times where it's not you know crazy um, traffic. So it's been working out. Is what it is. So you have to work out with the regular people now. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I don't Dude, fit you, in. You don't <laughs> fit in. Do you see anything crazy? in the regular gyms because i feel like i could have like an entire podcast dedicated to weird stuff that i see at, at the ymca that i go to yeah you know well you know what dude yeah i tell you like that's what i was that's what i was that's what i said like it's a pretty good gym um like i don't mean that in just in like the equipment they have like yeah. it seems like a lot of people there that go there actually kind of know what they're doing um Maybe that's just, you know, I don't know. Um, I'm not saying it's perfect, but I haven't seen anything. I'm like, man, that's 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 jacked up. So I'm actually kind of impressed. Nice. Dude, a, lot I... of, uh, a lot of squatting I see, which is not typical. A lot of sled pushing. Really? Um, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's pretty impressive, actually. I know, right? Dude, I, I mean, you know how YMCA's are, man. It's it's this one's weird, the one I go to now because all the kids are like 
out of school and I say kids, not like college kids, like the middle school and high school kids are out of school for the summer. And, you know, you have to be what, like 13 to be on the gym floor by yourself without a parent or something. So it's like, if I go at the wrong hour, I am just like bogged down by all these little kids running around trying to do stuff. And man, I mean, it, it crossed my mind the other day. I was like, first I was like, wow, this is really annoying. And then second, I was like, huge props to these kids for getting in there. They might be 14, 15 and have like little to no idea about what they should be doing, but they're trying, you know, and they're with their buddies or, you know, they're reading the stuff on like the machines to see if it's like what they should be doing. But I mean, Hey, they're in there like in an off season or whatever. So, you know, I, I try to, I try. I tried to keep it positive the other day, although you see some silly stuff. But at the same time, as long as they're safe, not going to hurt themselves. I mean, at least they're in there. I've yeah. uh, I've seen both sides of the coin. So yeah, <laughs> it's doing some crazy stuff. But one thing I'll say though too is nowadays, at least they have a lot more like good and well, unfortunately, some bad information that's like readily available to them. YouTube, Instagram, all that yeah. stuff. You know. Yeah. 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 Like we're, like we're super old in the sense of like, you know, like, you know, back in the day type stuff. But I feel like when we were, we were kind of growing up in the age where the internet like wasn't right at our fingertips. So yeah. it was like, like magazine kind of stuff, which is kind of BS a lot of it. Um, but yeah. definitely, you know, like definitely today, like, you know, they could find good information probably just as easy as they could find bad. So you know, that is, that is a good point. Yeah. Agreed. I, uh, I'll just, uh, real quick too, but, uh, I remember this, uh, UFC fighter, Sean Shirk, he was doing like tire flips and like slams and like gorilla climbs on ropes and stuff. And I was like, dude, I was like, I want to work out like that guy. Cause I want to be a good rep. And little did I know, I was just like, I looked at the strength conditioning stuff and it was all over the place, but it seemed cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, you like get like a you get like this much. That's probably like one training session, and you just try to like mimic that. Yep, exactly <laughs> verbatim. Like no prep, no nothing. I'm doing yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jeez, and dude, it's so easy too. Like to to play like the comparison game when you're on social media. It's easy for us to look at people and be like, like you just said, Ken. Like, oh, I want to do that, or oh, this person can eat this and still run this fast or look like this i mean imagine what it's like as a 15 year old guy or girl holy cow like those kids have to be dodging stuff on social media all the time in order to like keep their head on you know what i mean there's there's good stuff there's bad stuff and then it's just like the comparison game because you don't see like you don't see people celebrated or popular if they're like unfit or less fit than someone who's competitive so it's like dang how can that person do that and man i was into i was into a real good podcast the other day i wish i could remember who it was um it was pretty cool though they were talking about you know like people in life that that get after it and they were they were talking about you see like a social like a social media like influencer and they were they were talking about fitness actually and they were saying like yeah some some dude that's you know put together strong he like posts on like instagram like something you know 
another day getting after it. And they're like, well, little do they might know, like this guy still lives at home and he's like 40. Um, and has that's all he has to do for the day is go to the gym. Um, yeah. But then, like, you know, you don't see the guy that's like, like, you know, you, you know, a dad of three waking up at three, <laughs> going to the gym at three 30, just to get it in doing life during the day, coming home. Like those are like the men that you don't usually see that stuff about. It was pretty cool. Like they put it yeah. in context where it's like, you know, usually the guy's talking about it a lot. I'm not saying everybody, cause there's obviously guys on social media that, I'm not bashing that, but no, that no, no. You know, do um, walk the walk. But mm-hmm. I, I thought a good point, though. Yeah. Dude, okay. So, so know, your, know your source is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. It's tough just since we were talking about, you know, weird people or normal people at the gym or young kids or whatever. It's tough. And, like, I feel like – because I always see people with their phones out. Like, nobody wants – you know, a young kid is probably just like, like we already said, you know, like Google something or find something on YouTube, put their phone out and like follow whatever they find. And I've seen people with their phones out, like following workout videos or like something that's written down. And it's just, yeah, you hope, you hope that there's some good in there, but you never know. Cause like you said, you got to know the source, but mm-hmm. um, anyway, I guess we kind of went down that rabbit hole. You got anything on that, Ken? I mean, I, uh, I've had the fortunate circumstance to like at like a 24 hour fitness when I was swimming the other day. Um, it's happened to me a couple times at this gym, but like, this was probably a few months ago and I was still like lifting heavy. <clears throat> uh, some local kids that were like the little power lifting crew over at that 24 dude, I saw this kid pulling man. And I just want to say this too, like the people that take videos of like people doing gym tail videos and just watching them do that. I'm like, dude, like go up and say something to them, like okay. be positive about it like give them like positive criticism and don't be like you know mean or like a dig about it and like all i'm gonna say is though is that like when i approached those kids they were super cool they're really nice and then i just helped this dude out because dude i mean like his back was rounding like crazy and there was a whole bunch of stuff going wrong and i'm like bro you're getting away with this now because you're like 15 16 so they take be positive in the gym and if you see like a like a beginner or like a young lifter go up and say something to them, give them some positive feedback. And it's hard to get into the gym, man. It's just like, you know, it's so help them out if you can. Yeah, dude, that's, that's good. You said that. I think the last time that it was just you and me, Mitch, the last time it was just you and me on a show, I think that came up and we were like, when do you step in with that person who doesn't know what they're doing? Like, it's hard to not watch them if it looks like they're going to potentially put themselves in like a compromised position or something. So like you're watching them and it's like, when do you step in? So I'm glad you said that, Ken. It's like, if you see it happening, don't just be the person that not like any of us do this, but like sit behind the phone and just watch and don't say anything, right? Go up and, and offer some help if, if you're able to help. Right. I mean, especially these young people who are in there because that's a good thing that they're in there. Anyways, um, I wanted to bring this up quick because we haven't really done this before, but since Ken, you just alluded to something, I'm going to hold off on another point. Ken was swimming the other day, Mitch. Did you know that? Well, I heard he's going to be going into an Ironman. So yeah, we got to talk about that. We got to talk about that a little bit. How's that going, Ken? Oh, it's going great, dude. You know, like really just, uh, pulling out 
all the old sports re- related injuries that I had, you know, like knees and skinny and not getting strong. What's fine. <laughs> You're looking skinnier, bro. I'm, you know, I'm trying, man. I'm, you know, <laughs> I'm just kidding, dude. So much food, dude. <laughs> bro, it's like, like yesterday I burned like freaking like 1700 running and I also lifted weights. So I had like 2000 something active calories in a day. And I'm like, my RMR or my basal metabolic rate or whichever one you want to refer to is probably around 2000. So I'm burning like 4,000. So I'm like, bro, it's like, it's a lot of food, man. And I mean, it's a part-time job. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, dude. And the truth is you're kind of just getting started. You got, you got a while, dude. You got what, four months? Eh, You know, let's not, uh, let's, yeah, let's the journey and not the finish line, you know? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I'm I'm so excited though because I think you're gonna do really great and I think I think you know your body's already adapting to the training and it's not like your volume has been insane lately it's just been new it's been new stuff and you know again not anything your body can't handle it's just a new stimulus that you're you're all like I said you're already adapting to it and you're you know you're gonna be thriving here really really soon and and I'm I'm excited to see how it goes for you so. Oh yeah. Same. I just yeah. can't wait to, I just can't wait to lose like another 10 or 15 pounds and make this a heck of a lot easier on my joints. Cause starting an Ironman prep after immediately doing a bulk for like four months probably wasn't the best move, yeah. but you know, you live in So yeah, there you go. Back to the social media comparison game. Don't do what Ken is doing. Ken, no. Ken, <laughs> Ken is an animal. So he's, <laughs> he's in a different league. So don't do as we say, not as we do. But um, so something came up the other day. I didn't even text you guys about this, but um, someone emailed me about, and I don't think this is the first time it's happened, but it's the first time I took it seriously because I know the name. Someone emailed me about potentially being a guest speaker on our, like them coming on onto our podcast. And I know we haven't like had guest speakers on or I don't know. What do you guys think about that? It's not, now we don't have to like spend 10 minutes talking about this. It's just, we've never done it. We haven't even really talked about it. I think if we did it, it would be something like we kind of started with you, Ken, like someone who's like a friend of the show and doing something fun. And, you know, let's hear about the story behind it is stuff like that. I don't know, but what are your thoughts about kind of branching out and getting people on? Yeah. I'm game. I think, uh, I'm always for listening to someone else's story, you know, I, yeah. if not, if not us, you know, we'll, we'll learn something I think from somebody else and, you know, hopefully people that are listening can take away from it too. Um, you know, that also maybe can help them out as well. Yeah. I think with anybody is positive. So I'm definitely game. I think it's a, it'd be a cool little opportunity. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. I mean, it's always <laughs> people's opinions and views on certain things and i mean they're going to be pushing out different information than we would so if anything it's probably more valuable for the people that might listen yeah so i would for it yeah i think it's a cool idea um and like i said like i know we've all thought about it it just like hasn't we it hasn't taken shape so i think maybe we start doing that and it, it doesn't have to be like any like regular scheduling but like Mitch, oh, someone's training and doing something fun and they're in your world and not ours. Let's bring them on and talk about it, you know, or, or anything. 
Um, like I actually, ironically, I know this guy through the NSCA, which is really cool. He's a state director also, and he owns a business as well. So um, he reached out. I don't know. I didn't even ask him how he heard of Hill Pursuit, but he reached out and I was like, hey, I actually know you. We haven't met, but <laughs> we probably know each other, <laughs> you know, outside of this podcast because we're both state directors. But anyways, um, that I just wanted to bring that up because I thought, you know, maybe this is the time that we start to do this from time to time, like whatever, again, no crazy schedule or anything, but yeah, I, actually, I had one fall through. I thought it was actually going to work out. I'm a little disappointed. I was in contact with a, with an outfitter um, out West and he asked to like see a program. So I, Oh kinda, yeah. Let's talk about this. I wanted to ask you about that. Yeah. So um, he, they have their own podcast. Honestly, I haven't really listened. I listened to part of theirs before, um, I can't say I really dove deep, but he's a he's a guide out west um, for hunting, and I just bumped into him at at one of at a sportsman show, and we uh, kind of brought up kind of hill hill pursuit got brought up somehow because I think he was saying I think some kind of conversation came up where I think he was actually from PA to be honest with you, and he was talking about how people will come out west and they're not physically prepared um, yeah. for like a, for a long hunt. So I was like, you know, here's a plug. Um, so I put one in and. Um, we were back and forth a little bit. I sent him, you know, like a, a, a pro, like a very, very basic like program. It was something like, Hey, this is just what, what something would look like potentially. Um, and you know, I was trying to get him on the show and kind of, I haven't heard back since. So I was a little bit bummed out. I thought it would have been cool. Um, uh, maybe, you know, the program we kind of offer isn't what they're looking for. I don't know, but, um, you know, we're not going to give something, you know, that you know that you know just looks appealing you know what i mean I, we're not going to just gonna conform to what looks right you know we're going to do what we think actually works yeah Maybe that i don't know um you know obviously we're up for for conversations with people but you know we're, we don't offer just like a you know just a cookie cutter so i don't know maybe i'll, I'll reach back out a couple of times but i thought it would have been a pretty cool pretty cool conversation to have yeah so yeah let's let's start let's start thinking about that because i think that that gets the podcast probably a little bit more traction and a little bit more consistency because mm -hmm. like we struggle to, <laughs> we struggle to like all get together and make it work. Like if, if someone commits, you know, three weeks from now, you know, on a Wednesday night at nine or what, you know, whatever it's on the calendar, you know, we're going to make it work a little bit better than like the way that it's been happening where I'm like, Hey, you guys free or, Oh, sorry, never mind, You know, that kind of deal. So, um yeah i think that could be good for for us and obviously for whoever we're bringing on so maybe that'll happen in the future that'd be kind of fun yeah. um, i meant I'm to down. say this i meant to say this right off the bat to a couple people who i know listen and have asked me about this so i'm saying it now sorry so if you stuck around that's cool but um so a lot going on in triathlon right now um the Happy Valley 70.3, the Penn State race is less than two weeks away now. Um, I literally just pulled up my email and we got a race week schedule email like a couple hours ago, um, which is pretty cool. I, I opened it. I didn't click into any schedule or anything, but I mean, stuff's happening now and it's it's exciting. And what's really cool with Victory Multisport 
is we have a ton of athletes going to this race. Um, just, just an unreal number. There's a lot in relays. There's a lot of people racing the entire race. Um, um, one of my, one of my hill pursuit athletes, Courtney, who's a, um, she's a Kona qualifier. She is racing this race, which is really, really exciting. Um, I've known her for a little while and have been coaching her for a few months and she's a great, great person. I'm really excited to like, I, I haven't even watched her race before, so I'll be racing with her, which is just going to be so fun. So I'm excited about that. Um, because she's an absolute stud. She's a, a world champion qualifier, which is exciting. But um, uh, so I went out and I rode that course as like a recon just to kind of see what it's like because the elevation on the, it's just a, you know, it's a 56 mile bike course. The elevation is like 3,600 feet, which okay. is quite, a, quite a bit for a half iron course. Sometimes you see that for a full iron but that's, you know, 36, 37 for a half iron course. It's quite a bit. So a lot of people are like freaking out about how hard this bike course is going to be. And people are talking about whether or not they should even like race it or if they should defer to a different race or, you know, if they have enough, you know, hill training to actually get up some of these huge climbs. So I'm like, all right, I'm just going to go ride this. I'm going to bring my cell phone. I'm going to bring my GoPro. I'm going to take some voice notes. So long, that's a long way for me to say that I've been working on it. It's not ready, but I've been working on like a, like a prep podcast episode and YouTube video um, from the voice notes that I took during that race. So that episode and that like course recon is coming soon hopefully within like a few days but um i had a, a few people asking me about it because they just want to hear my opinion on the bike course and i'm trying to like i'm trying to hold off on sharing everything until the episode is completely done but i i took dude i took like 30 voice notes over the course of the entire bike course and in the episode i'm gonna play the voice note if there's a video that goes with it, I'll play the video and then like give a little recap of what was happening in real time. It's a pretty cool setup. It's probably the most work I've put into, <laughs> into an episode. So I'm, I'm selfishly excited about it and I know people want to hear it and see it. So that's coming soon in a couple days. I mean, we have time, but um, that's happening really soon. So I wanted to get that out. I have a question for you and not that don't go like in depth because yeah. it's keep it super big. So it, I kind of related to like someone that lives in a flat area going to like hunt out West, right? You're going to be introduced to mountains. It's like, you know, that stress, how do you do it? It's not going to be verbatim, but Hey, you can do like step ups for time. What do you do for like someone with bike like that lives in like a flat terrain area? Like they have no Hills within their vicinity of travel. Um, you just mess with the resistance. Is it, is it a carryover? I, I, I'm asking this. I don't really know. It's a good question, and that's a tough one. Thankfully for us in Western PA, just walk out of your front door and you're going right. to hit a hill probably within a quarter mile, which is great. But, but the, that's not, you know. Yeah, but, right. That's not for everybody. And honestly, these races, like if it's a local race, nobody's flying in for it. But 
these races, if you go onto a Facebook group of the Happy Valley 70.3 or any other race, people are flying in from all over the country and sometimes all over the world. So yeah, that's, that's a great, that's dude, that's actually a great question. Like, what do you do with someone who doesn't have access to a real life hill? I mean, the, the short answer is they have to simulate hills on a trainer somehow. Mm-hmm. So you either get um, you either get a software program that has built-in courses. Um, okay. I, I personally have Swift, which is a great program, and there there's like almost limitless courses that you can literally just um, open the course, <clears throat> start riding, and then adjust your resistance as if you're on a hill. Is it the same? Absolutely not. The short answer is absolutely not. Like you need to get bike handling on a real hill somehow. Like it's worth the drive. If you have to drive, like I drove two hours to get to state college and ride the course. Um, if you have to plan that, you have to feel what it's like to handle your bike in those, in those environments. I mean, but if, if you don't have access to it on a daily basis, you have to simulate it on a bike trainer. You need to have a bike trainer. You need to do hard intervals, uh, you know, mess with the time frame. Like you said, we'll keep it a little vague. You have to do hard intervals and big gear work and slower cadences and really grind at high watt out and high power outputs for minutes, not just like a 30 second burst. Like you have to feel what that's going to be like. So um, cool. that's, I mean, that's not even like a super short answer, but that's as short as I can as I can be, you have to simulate it somehow. Um, yeah. It's like, it's like people who can't run in the heat because they live in the cold, but they are about to race in the heat. How do you simulate heat? What would you do? You answer that one. What what would I you do? Do? Go ahead. I, I jack a room temperature up. Yep. Throw the room temperature up or what else? I know Donna. what I would do. Donna. Sauna, yeah, or just throw a sweatshirt on once a week or something, you know, sure. get your core temp up to a point where it's a little uncomfortable and train there and just know that it's not going to feel good. So it's just, it's little things like that. And is that something you do every day? Absolutely not. But um, I don't have a problem with someone throwing a sweatshirt on to to feel heat or feel an elevated core temp and under stress from time to time. Not every day, absolutely not. But um, again, if, if you're not going to be able to put yourself in the environment, you have to create it somehow. So jack the room yeah. temperature up, you know, get on some, some fake Hills, um, big Watts, big gear. Yeah. That's what you have to do. Cool. Thanks, man. I was, I was thinking of that because I, I could see that being tough. I, I grew up in an area that had a, had a bunch of Hills and, um, now I live in a pretty, pretty flat area. Um, and I, I'll go home and run like some of the hills and it kind of frustrates me because I don't, I don't pull them like I did when I lived there. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, dude, I mean, we all, we're all very familiar with this as well, but like, how do you get, how do you get more efficient on hills? If, if you're not riding a hill, you have to resistance train too. You have no. to, you right. Like of outside the sport, right. You have to supplement the sport with resistance training to get better anaerobically a hill climb is an anaerobic you know an anaerobic um uh part of 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 riding a bike right so is sprinting so is passing somebody a hill climb on you know a hill climb running 
you're improving that hill climb with resistance training too. So there are ways to get better at riding and running hills without actually being on them. It's never as good as being on them, but if you, you know, you, everybody should be weight training. Right. And then if, if you can't get on it, you have to simulate it. So, yeah. What do you got, Ken? I mean, I think at least for me, when it comes to like my training right now, I feel like I have to simulate outdoor swimming as in like, how do you, okay, Mike, how do you simulate open water swimming, swimming versus indoor swimming? (laughs) I'm writing this question down because it's a really good one. Because like, for me, it's just like, I don't know where I could even swim here at all. Yeah. Like our, it's like an hour swim down or an hour drive down the Santa Cruz. And then like, I don't even know where you swim there, to be honest. Like, water's so rough and, like, rocky, and I'm just like, yeah, it just seems sketchy to me. That's not a – I don't have a good answer for that one, unfortunately. Um, You can practice sighting in a pool like you would have to sight in open water. Um, But you're going to have a – there's going to be a tendency to look at the bottom of the pool. You're going to see your beautiful blue line in in the middle of the lane even if you are sighting or practicing your sighting when you're in a pool, I actually often tell people, and I think about swimming in a pool and swimming in open water as like two completely different sports. Um, You can train in a pool as much as you want, but if you're not ready for open water, you won't be able to swim in open water. So yeah, like dude, so for, for you specifically, Ken, I, you know, it's going to be worth a couple long drives to get comfortability before a race scenario. I'm thinking to myself, too, because, I mean, like you were saying, how you kind of did like some recon on the course that you were um, going to be looking at. I've looked over Sacramento, at least what I can find online. And the race itself is actually taking place in the river. So I'm like, I might be able to find somewhere like river wise, maybe around yeah. here. That's pretty hard because it's California. Yeah. So we'll see. I just don't know what the difference is between like a river swim that's down current and like ocean. Cause there's gotta be basically like if you, uh, if you can stay afloat, you'll finish the swim pretty quick in a okay. river. Okay. <laughs> it's my guess. Yeah, like, yeah. If you, you, I, uh, this is like, this isn't triathlon speaking, but I, uh, I was out West on a trip and, um, we were at the snake river and there was just a couple dudes out West who like, were like, oh yeah, these, this, these, these boys can't swim. So we had like a little competition, like they didn't think we, uh, you know, so I'm like, you know, you gotta, you gotta rep where, where you're from. So <laughs> we were at the snake river and, uh, this thing's probably, it was, it was probably a stupid idea at the time. Um, so like we we swam across to the other side, but like I aimed, I don't even know how many hundred yards like up from where like the goal was to get to, just to like by the time the current took me, I was still kind of down from where, you know, yeah. I was actually aiming yeah. to get. To. Yeah, that was, kind of, that was kind of interesting. I just had to throw a little plug in there because like, yeah. and until, like even the current didn't look fast, but like by the time like I was like aiming, like oh crap, I really have to compensate for this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't have any personal experience with a river swim, but I, I know they, they can be really, really fast if, you know, when you're swimming, swimming with the current, I mean, it, it's just going to be ridiculously quick. Um, okay. Well, that's good to but, hear. 
<laughs> yeah, but honestly, you you do need to you need to play around with it. So the first time you do it, and honestly, dude, apparently there, you know, I, you hear it all the time that like an experienced athlete or an experienced swimmer still gets anxiety in open water in a race setting. Um, it can happen to anybody, if, you know, I guess, but the more you put yourself in that environment, obviously the more you're going to adapt to it and be more comfortable with it. So, you know, it's not like you have to swim in open water only can for like six weeks before your race, but <laughs> I was just going to say, but you have to get a couple in so that, you know, when uh, the horn goes off and it's time for you to swim two and a half miles, you're, you're at least like able to get over the anxiety quickly and just kind of get into your groove. I think being in a river minus the ocean with no sharks will help that out. Yeah. That's probably my main. Those people are swimming with the sharks are some crazy, some crazy freaks. Well, dude, that's what I'm saying. I'm like the, I think they have Ironman in Santa Cruz or I I know that they have one in San Diego. Yeah. Yeah. Just no, thanks, man. I'm good. (laughs) That's why I, that's why I chose. (laughs) Let's, let's pass on the sharks. Let's not get, let's not make it to shark week. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> what's, been, what's been the hardest transition for you, Ken? Like out of the three, what's uh, what's taking the most or the longest? I should say to um, kind of get a groove and have your body feel decent. I I thought it would be swimming because it was like a basically like a completely new skill for me, but I would right. still say biking. Yeah, it's just like it's hard for me to get in like a groove on mm-hmm. like speed workouts at least and uh. Yeah, it's just been interesting to figure out, like, how to position myself. And, like, I don't know if I need to do more mobility because, like, I feel like I should improve my position from, like, the top end. Um, so I would still say biking for sure. Do you feel any, like, soreness when you're on the bike, like in your low back or uh, glutes or anything? Uh, lower back, no. Um, I was dealing with, like, a hip flexor issue for, like, the first, like, couple weeks and then deal with that. And I think that was just a way that the bike was actually set. So I think that was screwing me up. But then the other thing that I'm still having issues with is uh, my right IP band has been like flaring up. And I don't know if that's from the biking or the running. Okay. We'll, we'll figure. Yeah. yeah. It's better than, it's better than a strict marathon prep because you don't really get a break from the impact. If, it, if you're doing a marathon prep. Yeah, that's true. I think I would rather do a marathon. <laughs> <laughs> Probably rather do the marathon, but the training would probably beat you up a little bit more just because you don't get relief from the impact. Yeah, I guess so. As I mean, much. As I never much. would have thought swimming would jack up my ankles the way that it that's, has. But yeah, that's far. true. Bro, swimming has screwed me up more than the other two modalities. Which, which is really sense. strange, but yeah. you know, we're working through it. But um I just ironically, really quick, <clears throat> you're talking about um, you know, what what's good for you and hard for you right now. I don't even think I've told you guys, maybe you can since we did one recently, but I haven't even been able to run for like ever. I looked back at like my Garmin app to see how many runs I did in like the last month. And it was something like ridiculously embarrassing. I'm actually going to look it up right now and just, just tell you eight runs in the last four weeks. So twice a week ish, which is actually, I'll be honest, that's more than I thought. That's more, it feels like way less, but my hip has just been 
bothering the crap out of me and I can't figure it out. It does not, the, the thing that, that worries me is it does not feel muscular at all. It's possible that it is, but it doesn't feel like it, like intuitively, it doesn't feel like it's muscular. So I'm hoping it's not, you know, a, a larger issue, but what's great is, so I went out to Ohio this weekend and I decided to ride the Ohio 70.3 bike course because I just am so close to it when I'm out there. And because I was riding by myself, which is the first time in a while, I decided to like go at it and literally ride it really, really hard. And, um, I ended up riding it like 15 minutes faster than I rode it in the race last year, which is incredible. So like, that's all, that's much, much faster. But, um, I was like, okay, I just pretty much raced, you know, 60 miles on the bike. This is what my legs will feel like. Let's go run a little bit. So I ran two miles and I didn't feel a thing. I felt incredible. Hmm. So I'm thinking, all right, let's go. It's perfect timing. I got a race in two weeks. I got another one three weeks after. I feel good. Let's go. Got home today. I went for an hour jog. It was super hot out here. I don't know if it's hot by you, Mitch. You're a little closer to me, but it was like 90 something a day. So I'm like, all right, I'm just going to go jog nice and light. My hip's fine. Dude, it hurt me the whole time, the whole time. So it's just like super frustrating. I don't, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that race day comes and I, maybe the bike is a really nice prep for the mobility of the hip for the run. Just start laying it down, maybe the last 10 miles and hope that I can simulate what I felt a couple of days ago when I was, when I did that. But dang, man, that's been really frustrating, but um, it kind of just is what it is. And I'm, I'm not going to, not going to walk. So I'm going to finish them and, you know, I'll do my due diligence to recover after, but I mean, this is, this is my season right here over basically the next month and a half. So just kind of make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh that's what I thought of too. Going through all this training. I was like, well, yeah. we're just going to bend. <laughs> yeah. 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 Anyways, we just got to deal with something. <sighs> yeah. Anyways. Um, I guess we're we're kind of up against uh, our time, but anybody have anything else? I'm kind of uh, I would just say continue to go out and try new things, and uh, you never know what you'll like. Yeah, actually, for sure. Dude, I was actually low-key kind of liking swimming for a little bit there until now my ankles feel like they're going to explode, but it's actually really yeah. fun to do. Yeah. yeah. It is. It's yeah. different. It's different than, you know – even for me, it traditionally it's different. And, uh, you know, getting in the water, you're by yourself, you're, you know, you're in your thoughts, you can meditate on whatever you need to, you think about your day, whatever. So yeah, it's, so cool. it's, it's a nice change. Yeah. Agreed. Guys, thanks for listening. This was episode 75 of the Hill Pursuit podcast. Again, as a reminder, the podcast streams anywhere you get your podcast, Spotify, Podbean, Google, Apple, wherever you get them. Of course, check out the YouTube channel and, and send us an email at hillpursuit at gmail.com. All the coaching info you need, anything related to nutrition, et cetera, is all on our website, hillpursuit.com. Um, that's all we have for right now. This was episode 75. We hope you liked it. And again, as a reminder, stay tuned for that Penn State, the Happy Valley 70.3 race um, recon episode that is coming up in the next few days. That'll be here shortly. So Stay tuned for that. Keep following along and you'll see that shortly. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.